From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. Something new happened this week. I received an email. One of the hundreds, perhaps, we all get, though the email batch seems to be coming down as the text messages seem to go up. There's so many different ways of communicating. I normally would have erased the email because I had a hunch I knew where it was going. But it was sent to me by somebody who has been a part of my life for a very, very, very long time. So I decided I'd, I'd look at it. I got down three lines, and I must admit, I did not look at the rest of the three paragraphs that were there. And I decided after three lines that I would send a reply, not about the email, because I hadn't read it, but about two things I found in the first three sentences, which somehow I believed in my heart and soul I needed to offer a suggestion. I wrote down the two lines so I would get them accurately because I'm speaking in public today and I do, do not want to be distorted. One line said, I have no idea of whether the facts in the email are true or not. I hit the panic button. And the second line was, I don't know the source's background. I stopped there and I began an email response and I said, please do not be mad at me, but I need to share several things with you. And I simply said, I don't think we should be passing on stuff we don't know where it's coming from. I just believe that because I think we have a responsibility to do good and avoid evil. I think we have a responsibility to be a healing person and not contribute to the vulgar meanness, mistruths that all of us are exposed to on a daily basis. And I said, secondly, I think we need to know who the source is. What is their credential? From where are they speaking? And I'm not talking politically because I don't care. I would say those two lines about anybody. Because as a matter of fact, most everything I receive through modern mass communication, social media, whatever you want to call it, if I'm able to hit the delete key, I will whether it be Republican-driven or Democratic-driven, I've just had enough. I've just had enough because it keeps sinking my soul. It makes me sad. I, this morning, very early, went and I read this entire email for the first time. And I was right. It got very political, to the point that the author of the email was telling me how much they knew my political position. Huh? What's that got to do with anything? And it even got worse. Went on to trash in amazing language both of the major 
candidates running for the highest office of our land in both political parties. We don't need to do that. We don't need to say those things. We can be for somebody and against somebody, but we don't have to be vile in our language. We don't have to be mean-spirited. But I suppose if you're driven by your politics and not by your religion, that's how we're going to be. But folks, I've been a priest for 50 years. I'm driven by Christ, not by a political party. And I try somehow, and sometimes I fail miserably, to try to find out what are the best spiritual principles by which I can live, by which I can preach, by which I can try to encourage other people, not in the name of politics, but in the name of the Lord Jesus, to be about. And so I spent a good part of this week knowing what the gospel text was for today, trying to figure out how John Cusick can be a better reconciling person in the world today that is so torn apart, in a world today that puts up walls, not between countries, but between human beings and families and friends. And then in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I try to figure out how I can stay in communion with people even after hearing and reading and seeing some of the ways they talk with their own political passion about the country in which we live today. I try to stay present to people. I can hit the delete key on some text that's in front of my screen, but I try not to hit the delete key in terms of friendship or acquaintance. And it would be so easy to do. So I need to ask us today how this gospel text, how this unbelievably zealous passion to reconcile, which this is all about, how do we somehow begin to make that work in the next two months? Because as far as I can see, we're going to be going further and further down the hill. And it's going to be a very, very difficult couple of months. But I hold my head high because I'm not running for public office. And I keep myself away from most of that stuff the best I can. I can because I am trying to be the spirit of Christ in this broken world the best I can. I am trying very hard to get beyond a situation or experience that will be trashed so many different ways and the language response will become so awful and vulgar. I cannot imagine that being the Lord Jesus Christ. But what I can imagine is Christ on the cross dying 
says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they are doing. Very end. The activity of God at work in the world to forgive, to reconcile, to bring together. And as the Lord Jesus said, what has been bound together on earth, communion with each other, will be bound together in heaven. And that whatever will be loosed on earth, all the stuff that keeps us apart, if we can get rid of that, that too will be loosed in heaven. Because you see, the heavens and the earth are connected. And the God above depends upon the disciples below to be a healing presence in our families, in our community, and please God, in this wonderful, wonderful place, the United States of America. So my wonder is, as we leave wherever our sacred space is during Mass, and we go forth and see the message of Christ overtaking the messages we hear in a very heated, hot, divisive political time in our country. Can we look beyond racism in the way it continues, continues to rear its ugly head. If I'm telling someone on a bike to get off of a pier in Wilmette, the rage that is now hitting Rochester, New York, how do we make it better? How can I look beyond color, beyond accent, beyond cash flow? beyond political tag to see humanity imbued with the Spirit of God blown in it through the creation of Adam. Yahweh God breathed into his nostril the breath of life <coughs> and he came alive. Ladies and gentlemen, for me, it's going to be a couple, a tough couple of months. But I'm up for it. I'm going to stand tall. I'm going to try my very, very best not to get down in the gutter, not to type pithy things which can hurt, but to keep my principles and try to speak respectfully and believably with data with background, and all that I need to contribute to the fullness of life and not tear down anybody, whether I've met them or not. 
There's thousands and thousands and thousands of people right now that are a part of this Mass. We are the ones who call ourselves by Jesus' name, Christian, in a particular sect of Christianity, Catholicism. Might I ask all of us, the 50 in front of me and the thousands in front of a screen, are you up for the call of Christ, whose name you and I imbue in our lives, and not put it on the back burner, but put it right in front of the fire? that the fire will burn brightly through us and we will offer reconciliation possibilities, offering people a better way, if we can, to calm the language, to stand tall, to see in each other, not a political enemy, but to see in each other the face of Christ, in the presence of a loving, forgiving, reconciling, coming together with God and humankind. Can I be there for you? Will you be there for me? Come on, let's give it a go. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about all resources and events at Old St. Pat's, please visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. I'm Kate Anderson. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast. Podcast.